crickets off. So although the heat's cool outside, summer. I'm outside. No, yeah. I'm not. I was that was I was kidding everyone. <laughs> I can't believe they load these roadcasters with crickets. I mean, it's just so they know cliche. what's up. I hope we don't have too many cricket moments. They know what's up with our audience. Nah, just kidding. I hope we don't have too many cricket moments. No, you need a few though. You do need a few. That's why we have the music. The silence is as important as the notes. Exactly. How are you, man? What's going on? We literally, you know, usually we we banter and we 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 catch up, right? Ten to fifteen minutes before we press the record button. Yeah. We decided to just fire into it. So you're everyone listening. You're literally hearing the first, I guess, minute or two of our our uh, initial contact. No, no fake initial contact. No faking it. What's up, man? I'm good. I had a, had a nice, what is it, Tuesday? Wow, Tuesday. Right? I lose track of the days uh, all the time. That's a good oh thing, man. Now. It's a yeah. good thing. It means you're not sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, busy start to the week for only Tuesday. Um, you know, Mother's Day weekend. That was wonderful. Mm-hmm. My sister was in town from Chicago. Oh, nice. Um, How so often was, do you see her? On average, once every three months, four months. But okay, we can go so through, not, very, not very frequently. Now, we can go through stretches where she comes a lot. Uh, she's in like wedding season age for mm. her friends. So she's been back okay. a few times, especially as the spring is starting in the summer. She'll be back right. a bunch. Um, but yeah, not not a ton. Not a ton for sure. So no. that was nice. It was good for my mom. Uh, my sister's a fantastic cook. Aaron, you have a beautiful family. You guys look so happy and wow. You just you look like you're you have warm hearts. You posted a story the other day and I was like, huh, that's Aaron's family. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, we do. Uh yeah. On the <laughs> on the surface, it's wonderful. There's there's every family has stuff, you know. Of course. Um some some things but uh no that sounded like that sounded cryptic the way i just said that <laughs> like jesus no no i know what you're saying like not everything yeah. not everybody is sunshine and yeah it's it one like, it's one photo we're sure we are you great and your brother have fought um yeah <laughs> time or two times. i shot my brother with a bow and arrow when i was, 10. <laughs> I was gonna say that's where you don't want the pause when you say i shot my brother and then there's that pause you don't, that's, that's, that was poor timing <laughs> Uh, it, it was poor timing. The, the shot heard around the world when I was 10. I made my own bow and arrow. I was so proud of it. But I went like for a 10-year-old kind of psycho. Like yep. my parents probably should have like brought me to a counselor, I think, at that point. Uh, Brought you to uh, your future self. Well, so <laughs> yeah, I made this bow and arrow. And you know the tent stakes? Like the yep. – um, that yep. that – make the frame of the tether connected by string. I cut those as arrows and etched those out. So I had these perfectly long, <laughs> dangerous arrows at Seriously, 10. I, I don't know. But uh, first shot, I go, I want, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot my brother's eight at the time, seven or eight. I'm 10. I want to do a warning shot. I'm just going to shoot it near him. See how this works. It <laughs> freaking flew flew and hit him right in the nose bone like boom he walked right into it this is this sounds awful but listen it's a part of my childhood it was traumatic uh he was fine um but yeah that was plotting his ultimate revenge 20 years later i'm I'm nervous we bring it up every once in a while and then my sister's eight years younger uh she's adopted from south korea um we adopted her at three months she's so she's been part of the family forever but that's anyone's wondering like huh she doesn't look like aaron or his brother what's going on there is that his girlfriend wife no uh that is my sister funny story does she listen to the show ever yeah a little bit wow shout out we get to to learn a little bit about you today huh i want to hear a hilarious story about my sister always well i guess (laughs) yeah (laughs) never really heard you talk about her but i'm gonna say always with enthusiasm. Yeah. It's not as violent and morbid as the my brother's story. I um, hope not. But I was young and that was a mistake. Uh, but to my credit, nice bow. Like good engineering. Good for you. Yeah. Great engineering. 
Anywho's uh my sister, so she's adopted. Uh as we've gotten older, we've gotten a little bit of like the the are you guys dating vibe? Like if we go out to dinner, if we grab a bite to eat, you know, we clearly don't look like siblings, or maybe that's just a mental sort of like, oh, people are gonna think we're dating and we're siblings. That sucks. Like that's annoying. Whatever. So funny story. This is back when uh I I was married and my sister came into town from Chicago. It was on Valentine's Day. Uh, my, uh, wife at the time was away, uh, and my sister stayed over. So in the morning she was driving from the airport. No, I'm sorry. She drove from the airport to my house, stayed over late, then was driving from my house to my parents' house down on the shore in Connecticut. So Mm -hmm. we're getting our stuff together. She's in sweats. I'm in sweats. It's, it's like Valentine's day. We're outside in the garage, uh, getting into the driveway and I, I lean over to give her a big hug and, and we always make like a scene of like hugging and like, I love you. And I'm like yelling it and she's yelling it. And I look up and my neighbor is starting some like yard cleanup and he was sipping his cup of coffee and just like does this stare and like this head shake because he knows me, he knows my ex-wife <laughs> That's and I'm hugging this South Korean girl. Did you explain yourself or not even? Seven in the morning on Valentine's Day, oh, the day after and s- saying, I love you and sending her on her way. And I oh, notice brutal. him, I get like beat red and I, I start getting awkward and I'm like, tell, tell our mom that we love her. Tell our mom. <laughs> like I'm yelling our mom. Things are worse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh she's like what's the matter with you and i'm like the neighbor sees us he's like oh who cares i'm like I, it's a bad look it's a bad look i'm like it's hugging you and one. saying i love you <laughs> wow so that's that's what i deal with with my sister but wow i'm glad we got a little that, insight into your family uh yeah. your family and the shenanigans <laughs> that go on <laughs> shenanigans um, what else so. what else have you been up to and let's get into the episode we got a decent topic today yeah. Um, what are you drinking? You're sipping something there. What are you drinking and why? I just made some hot water with a little bit of organic honey. Okay. That's it. It seemed good at the time. I didn't have Sounds like delicious. an herbal tea. I don't want uh, a caffeinated tea. It's a little bit later right now. I'm going to be able to sleep. And this is going to soothe my throat uh, as allergies and uh, a gig over the weekend. And a little bit of singing has got me a little scratchy. So Okay. That's what I'm drinking out of my uh, Cotopaxi mug with my Cotopaxi shirt. Jeez. Just a walking ad, huh? Again, two weeks in a row. Can't help it. Can't help it. Um, But yeah, no, Mother's Day was great. Had a gig after that with my best friend, John. That was great. Uh, And here we are. Monday, I did a presentation for the Board of Ed. That was a little nerve wracking. Um, if people don't know, they probably do. I work in the school system. I'm a school counselor. So I did a presentation on social and emotional wellness uh, cool. that went decently. And here we are today. I got a ton of editing to do from our my weekend last week. And Dude, I just haven't foxes, started. owls, I hate you. Oh. I hate you. Yeah, not even that <laughs> stuff. That's, that's on the back burner. Yeah, I, I might go tomorrow night to uh, check out, see if the owls are still there and maybe... Get lucky with some foxes. So I'm loving well, it. Good for you, this man. Good, <laughs> good for Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. How about you, I, bud? I, I've had an eventful 48 hours. I found a, uh, I was out for a run with, with Haley and we get back and there's this little nestling bird on the ground, two, three days old. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking it's dead, right? Mm-hmm. And touch it and it's alive. It's cold out. So pick it up. I know you're not supposed to. You're like you're not supposed to pick up fledglings, but this was a nestling. So, and there was no nest in sight. So we picked it up, brought it in, uh, got it in a nice uh, shoebox and uh, and towel with a, a light close to it for heat. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like trying to. We've been trying to take care of it for the last couple of days until we could get it to like a wildlife refuge, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. today. Um, but like learning how to take care of this thing and freaking feeding it every 30 minutes. Um, 
Actually, we did wet. If you soak puppy chow, puppy food in water, huh. it gets uh-huh. the texture of regurgitated, you know, grubs and worms that the mom would feed it. Mm-hmm. So just that with a syringe. And he went from being probably 15 minutes away from dead to rocking and rolling, tweet, like chirping and moving around and taking poops Crazy. and stuff. So it was kind of a, it was kind of fun. It was so, yeah. but we dropped him off today at like a refuge that'll take care of him, give him proper food and stuff and then release yeah. him in a, a couple weeks. Um, oh man, it was hard. I get so attached to, to stuff like yeah. that. It was hard. I got choked up giving him off even after yeah. like two days. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I it, it made you. me think it, there was, there was two, two options really, right? Like you either leave them there and let nature do its course or you, I, I, I just, I couldn't, I have too much of a level of empathy for every sentient thing. So, mm-hmm. um, it was fun though. I learned a lot. It was a sparrow, a little sparrow nestling. A little sparrow guy. Yeah. So he got a second chance. Um, and yeah, lots of other stuff, but we need to get into the episode. Let's get into the episode. Let's get into the episode. You and I were texting the other day. We'll do TPM artwork at the end. So mm-hmm. uh, you and I were texting, was it yesterday? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe two days ago. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we had just recently, we'd finished all our deliverables that we talked about last episode for Cotopaxi and Team LTD. And we were talking about, I think people who, we, we both agree that people who aren't photographers as their as their bread and butter or that something that they really um, are into don't really understand what goes into a photo. And mm-hmm. on the surface level, you said a photo is not really that impressive. Like people can go, Oh wow, that's beautiful. But at the same time, like they don't necessarily get it unless you're a photographer going out and putting in the effort and doing it. And we got into a little bit of discussion about, I mean, yeah, like the travel, the gear, the settings, if you have models in it and configuring all that stuff and learning everything is hard work and whether or not it's important or not to get people to understand that, or if it's more important as a photographer, just to make your job look easy. You know what I'm saying? We thought that would be a great episode to get into. I think there's lots of stuff to uncover there with a ego, uh, it'd be how much you want to, validate your craft, I guess, or whether you just want to shut up and do it. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you you spew some thoughts right off the beginning. And I'm sure we'll go down a bunch of different um, mindset and, uh, you know, life principles here. Yeah. I think there's a lot of ways to look at it, but uh, let's start from kind of the process. At least I'll speak for myself, my mental process. Um, I... In terms of paid photography gigs, I probably have somewhere around a dozen that I've done and worked on. And some seems like a lot more. Are you sure? I don't know if that number is correct. I think you'd be surprised. Yeah, maybe, but uh, ones that like really count for me. Let's say that. Okay. Okay, So like a a dozen projects that um, range from. You know, a, a good chunk of change to a great chunk of change to video to uh, mm-hmm. packages to folders to whatnot. Like really delivering uh, things like contractable stuff where you're really, you know, like you want the 50% up front. You want to really have it spelled out. So, you know, big deal things. Yeah. There is a, there's a huge sense of effort and pride that goes into these and time and energy and planning and excitement about the ideas. Uh, now, whether you execute the ideas perfectly in your mind, um, that's probably a, that's probably not a hundred percent guarantee that you're going to execute the, the way that you thought in your brain that it was going to be executable. You can't control sunsets and sunrises and harsh light and things like that. Um, to a degree you can, but you know, weather, um, travel issues, all, all those little things that can get in the way, uh, those things happen. Uh, and even if it's a, a great job, you hand over this package and you're waiting for like this explosion. Like you just, you know, like they open the email and then they send you, they're like, Hey, this is the office after we watched your, your video. Yeah. Oh, listen, listen, this is the office. Thank you for it. We love, we're going to pay you extra. They're screaming in the it's voicemail. Like the Wall Street yeah. trading floor. 
<laughs> yeah. And you're doing high fives to your partners. I'm high fiving Seth. I'm high fiving wow. Mike. I'm like, Aaron yeah, killed it. <laughs> we fucking killed this. Fucking killed this shit, man. Yeah, that's that's how it goes down. We're in the locker room, like slamming the lockers and throwing chairs. <laughs> where it's freaking great. Champagnes everywhere. But what typically happens is you send out the package. You wait for two to five days and someone writes back, Hey, uh, I just looked at the folder. These look good. Thank you. Um, just let me know, uh, you know, what further steps we have to take. And you're like, uh, what the fuck? Golf clap. <laughs> there we go. And it's a little tough. Uh, I think Seth and I were good at it. This, you know, we just experienced that a little bit. And it's we are embellishing slightly. Yeah, of course. It, we're, it's very easy to assume. It's very easy to assume what's going on or the tone in an email or what have you. And you or I made the point of like, uh, that's how I email when I'm like super busy. Like you just reply. Sometimes it's like just matter of fact. Uh, you know, like let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, but you you want you have that excitement. You put in the travel, the effort, the ideas, the execution. You want that sort of validation for sure. And is that ego? Yeah, a little bit. Is it like? You, well, it's all you, it is. Yeah, you want the. Also, you, you want people to know, like, hey, I busted my ass for this. When you like, when in this instance, when you get an email back, for example, that's just great job <laughs> and you're expecting confetti, you know, it can be, it can be tough. I mean, it can get you questioning, like, is it actually good? Or are you just saying that? Or especially mm -hmm. when you think that you've knocked it out of the park and maybe, maybe the other side thinks you did too, but they just don't converse in the same way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the, your ego wanting people to get up and like you said, scream and cheer for you. But you have to remember that the other side more than likely doesn't understand the topic of the episode, what goes into a photo, you know, yeah. they just, and it's not their job to understand that. It might just to get right to the point. It's not their job to understand that. It's your job mm -hmm. to deliver what your client wants to do it efficiently in a non-confusing way. And make it look easy. Yes. And I think that's where, you know, people can say like oh, photography is so expensive or marketing so expensive. It is because it there's so many, it's not just snapping a photo and throwing it in Lightroom. Is that's 1% of it. Maybe less, really, when it comes down to it. The snapping of a photo and editing it might be around well, 1%. If you really break it down, it's less. Yeah. What are, what are you considering snapping the photo? Tweaking the your setting actual, or, literally, or literally clicking the button? Literally clicking the button is 0.001% yeah. of the work. I'll even give you setting up your settings, then clicking the button, and then Still editing 1%. it for an Still hour. 1%. Yeah. So that's where like the the so it's a hundred hour job of planning and purchasing you know, travel things and, uh, setting up the whole, the budget, the timeline, the extras, the actors, the models, the change of clothing, figuring out sunsets, figuring out, uh, angles, all that stuff. Let's say that's a hundred hours. The mm -hmm. clicking and editing we'll say is one hour. So 1%, uh, you know, per photo, even that that's even too much. Um, so they don't see the 99%. The 99% is not like necessarily listed out. Now that's where some contracts come into play where you can, you can say like post editing will be this long, um, travel, uh, expenses, but like you can list everything out. But in terms of the visual hitting, um, the marketing agent in, you know, in the face or the CEO in the face that might not know a thing about photography, he just wants a, a decent photo, um, they might not get jazzed about it because uh, the other thing too is you're so inundated with Instagram and photos and Twitter and 500 PX and Facebook and like you see all these fantastic photos that get reshared and these incredible moments that are incredible. Uh, 
they're just not the easiest thing to recreate all the time. You know, a lot of stuff is somewhat mundane, um, despite hours and hours of planning and work. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think we said it earlier. Like it, it's not, it's not that it's hard to be that thrilling, you know? Yeah. And I think when you're living in your craft, I mean, you, when you're really in it, you want to tell part of you wants to tell the world and those around you how hard it is to do that and how much you struggled and how you persevered and how you got, you accomplished what you set out to do. I like to think of it this way and why I really don't care if that's at the end of the day, if people recognize the level of effort that goes into it is when I take my car to a mechanic I don't need to hear all about how a car works or how hard it was to loosen the bolt on this. I just want it to be able to be fixed quickly, affordably, and I'm back on the road. You know, when I go to my doctor, I'm not asking about how long it took them to to study for, you know, MCATs and stuff and what they had to go through and how much, you know, student loans they have. I want you to provide me a service to the best of your ability and let me go on my day and and focus on the things I do care about. And I think that's what it comes down to is like, this is a thought I've been having a lot recently is like myself, there's nobody else like me and I'm not like anybody else. The way my mind works and that goes for all 8 billion people on the planet. Not every, not one person is identical in the way that they think behave. And if they were, marketers would have everyone pinned and pegged. They're getting close to it with, you know, Instagram algorithms Mm. and stuff like that, which is scary, which is a total dystopia. But for the most part, every single person, the way they think and what they care about and what they value is completely different. And it's so hard to see that sometimes in your head because you think that a lot of your tendencies are the normal way just because they're, they're your normal. You live them every waking minute of the day. It's hard to step outside of that and realize some people just don't care about certain things and some people are really into other things. Yeah, uh, I think that's spot on. And I think letting go of the, it is that, it is that ego of um, like, look how great I did. Look how great I delivered. You know, it's, it's a, it's a transaction. And if they're, if they're paying you for it and they do pay you, then they're, they're pleased. Um, I was just going to say, when you get paid for it, there's your, there's your confetti. Yeah. Because people who aren't psyched about stuff don't pay. Yeah. They're going to have an issue. They're going to talk about it. Um, and that's just the the matter of it. You know, you can, you can try your best and and not pull through or you can have tough clients at times and and that's can be part of it too. But you know, it's just one of those things you put a, you put a lot of heart and soul into it. You could think about anything, you know, it's, you're you're making a music album, right? Like you've mm-hmm. been in the studio forever. You're you're talking about your love life and your, you know, your heartbreak, and you're putting yourself out there. And people are like, "Oh, cool! Like you made it out!" Like eh. you're like, "Yeah, come on!" Like or even <laughs> like even oh man, that's sick. That's cool. Like mm-hmm. there could be people who are psyched for you, but it's sometimes you struggle. Like no, you just don't understand it. Whereas. And I'm thinking, how how do you expect people to understand it? That's yeah. not what they do, <laughs> yeah. right? So, right. And, and, and that's, again, knowing yourself and really, again, studying the ego and how it works and realizing that it's just not a necessity for you to function at the highest mm-hmm. level is being validated. And that goes for anything. Like your photos don't need to be validated. Again, take that like, you know, take the likes on Instagram. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah, at I, all. I think a good stop sign is when... When Seth and I put together the folder for, um, you know, the, the companies that we just did work for, uh, we got to a point where we were like, this is pretty solid. Like, this is good. And if you can get to that point and know yourself and your work and, and whatnot, uh, then mm-hmm. you, that's where you can just stop the, stop the compliment train. You don't, you don't need it from anyone else. You know, if someone comes back and is like, we're, we're not pleased with this or the toning, you can adjust it. But if, if they're like, oh, thanks, then great. Like, good. They accepted it. They accepted mm-hmm. the transaction. And that's ultimately what it was. Uh, a day later, you were really psyched about, or a day earlier, you were really psyched about the work that you produced over that time, how hard it was. I mean, those think about those desert shots we did, uh, the mm-hmm. ones at the sand dunes, the pink sand mm-hmm. dunes, how freaking windy it was. 
there was literally a sand tornado uh, that I thought you were going to get swept away, whipped through, and it nearly knocked. Ow. I was like, I'm like a sail, so tall, like I just got like knocked over. It knocked <laughs> my backpack off one shoulder. Like it was that was insane. Yeah, and our, I went down one I knee still and, turned, and I I didn't know how long it was going to last. I was like counting. I'm getting. I still have with sand, sand like crunching in uh like filter covers and uh yeah. my my uh tripod has sand in every joint of it from that experience yeah, and how tough. difficult it was to you know get the photos that we got and and sneak them in between gusts of wind like that's for us to know you know and it, the matter of the fact is like did, did we execute and did we get the photos that they needed um Again, frankly, like you said, I don't I don't know how much they care. They agreed on a price. They don't care what it takes they to get there. Care. And they if got other things so- to worry about. They got things to worry about running a business. They got their social media content to schedule. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can be psyched without needing to know every detail. And you're we're getting at. Again, let's back up even further. Your psychedness, if that's a word, <laughs> it is now level of your psychedness. Your psychedness should come <laughs> from them agreeing on a price that's reasonable. Now, if you're giving them a great deal, way underpaid, and you're doing all this work and traveling and you're taking a hit, you might want compensation based on their enthusiastic response to how great these photos were for the price. But that's shame on you, in a sense, because that's going to really let you down. I think if you price things reasonably and correctly based on pre-planning and knowing how much work it's going to take, then that is the thank you of saying, yeah, that makes sense. Like this is going to be tough for you to meet up with people and fly to the desert and orchestrate this during, you know, your retreat, for example. And we do appreciate that. We agree to this price. It's like, great, we're going to deliver. And that's that, you know? So I think right. it backs up even that. Like, make sure, make sure you don't have resentment about how much you're getting paid because that's going to really sting when you don't get the verbal um, payment, if you will. Very true. Uh, a couple things. First of all, I love talking about this because I just want to kill the notion of anybody listening who thinks, "Oh, this is only about like commercial photography products and stuff like that." There is a way to make money in any genre of photography if you think creatively and you have awesome strategies for execution. There's a way to make money as a travel photographer. There's a way to make money doing portraits. There's a way to make money doing wildlife, whether it be sponsors or you know paying for a specific blog article for a camera company. There are ways to make money in everything. So don't write this off as just like product or anything of that sort. If you have that thought right now. Second, I wanted to go down a bit of a, a another path. You kind of sparked my 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 thought process here. You're talking about if you've underpriced. I like to call it friendly pricing because there are instances where you have to price friendly, right? I want mm-hmm. to talk a bit about why. We'll go back and forth, but I'll, I'll I'll invite you to go first about why you would choose to invoke friendly pricing on a client as opposed gonna- to your full blown yeah. rate right off the bat. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of different scenarios. Number one could be doubling up. Talk about doubling. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm so doing, e- well, uh, what I mean by that volume, I know what you mean, but what I mean is if I'm doing a f- reasonable photo gig for a cabin, a beautiful cabin, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm going to be there. Now, if I go to a clothing company and say, hey, I'm doing this shoot for this cabin, I would love, and I think it would behoove you to have all the participants, all the models in this shoot to be wearing your clothing. With that said, I can easily get I mean, whatever. 10 to 20 shots, reels, what have you, at this beautiful setting. Would you outfit our people for for that, for that exchange? And do you have a a small budget just to cover costs? Mm -hmm. All right. So my main job, my primary job now is the cabin. And Mm -hmm. I'm latching on 
to sweeten the pot a bit and and help people that are there like oh you get a cool jacket or a cool piece of clothing um for a very low price whereas if i was just talking to the clothing company i would that would be my primary and i would say this is what right. i want for that for me to then have to go rent a cabin for me to have to go travel for right. me to have You're to go going to a there really anyways. cool place right You're going there anyways so, yeah. Yeah. So that's number one. If I, if I can combine things, I can, in my mind, it's, it's a nice all around thing to be able to dress people up or in that example, dress people up, get a little bit of perks, uh, get some free, free, free products for a few photos where you have to wear clothes anyway. Like, you know, it's not a ton of extra crazy amounts of work for mm -hmm. that kind of gig. So I guess mm -hmm. that's really the thing. If it's not a ton of extra work, cool, friendly pricing. If you really want, if it's a big company uh, in a sense, and you really want to make a name for yourself, number two for me would be like, I don't want to lose this gig. And they might take advantage of me on this first one, but I want a foot in the door here. I don't want to lose this gig arguing over a couple hundred dollars, even a thousand dollars. Like I, I want to be able to perform and I want to have the chance for them to say, you blew us out of the water. You did as well as, uh, a photographer we pay 10 grand for our marketing. Right. Uh, what can we do next season? And then you can say, Oh, you pay that guy 10 grand. Like I'll do it for seven. But this is what I'll do. And now you're in with the company and good graces and, and you know, that sort of thing. And I'm not suggesting undercutting people. I'm suggesting being fair, I'm suggesting being fair with your time and, and what you value things. Um, that's a big part of it too, is, is giving appropriate prices. So the market doesn't, uh, hurt itself. And we, we don't want to hurt other photographers, but we, we do want to be fair and we do want to, make smart business decisions. And I think that's where it comes into play. Well, I think competitive pricing is fair. I mean, if, if, yeah. seven, if seven grand is a great chunk of change for your margins mm -hmm. and you can undercut 10, I mean, that's, that's a free market. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Where I get upset is I've seen it a lot, like just observing in the wedding photography community, where you'll have people who will say they'll do a wedding for, you know, $700. And you're just like, there is no way that those that that those deliverables are going to be nearly the level of someone who right. even does it for two. Like two is right. cheap. Yeah, for sure. Which I think it gets. I would like to hear some. Maybe we should we should definitely go searching for a a, a wedding photographer. I'd like to hear the ins and outs because that's a crazy business model. I imagine. I, I feel it's so highly competitive. There's a great chunk of change to be made yeah. if you're into it. It's a high pressure situation. Oh uh, people love it or absolutely hate it. Oh man, I won't go. Like I have mad respect for people who can go in, do a wedding, nail the photo on the first kiss. Like whole, I'm sweating oh. thinking about that. Like I'm confident in my abilities, but you just never know. My battery explodes or and I ruin someone's day Ooh. forever. I'm just, I, I, I usually pressure is power for me and I perform well under pressure, but that's too much. Like I'm talking about pressure. If there's a bear or a moose or something in front of me, I don't want pressure of being the guy yeah. who's forever remembered in these strangers weddings. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, yeah. But to your, even that's, to, even that's perception though, because you know, how I guess. I People pull out there. Anyways. To your point, though, about uh, what we were talking about, friendly pricing. I agree. Like, if you're already, in your, your example of the cabin, if you're already going there and you're getting paid, is that's your main, that's your primary source of income for your, your travels or whatever. And why would you not two birds, one stone it? Like, you should always be thinking, how can I get two, three birds with one stone? Like I'm going to be at this and find out what is complementary to your primary gig as your secondary. Yeah. So, you know, what's going to suit a cabin really, really well. Like I can find some, you know, cottage apparel company or something like that, or I can mm -hmm. uh, find a knife set. We're going to be cooking in there or something like there's always something. And especially, yeah. and then if it's a first to kind of tie in your second point, if it's a first time client that you're trying to uh, hopefully get more business and down the road, definitely offer friendly pricing because it's still going to be worth your time. You're going to make, your margins are still going to be great when you uh, sum your the the payment from your primary gig. You add just mm -hmm. even 
an, a friendly pricing amount from your second one, you're still walking away with a good amount. And now you have shown that you produce uh, an exceptional product for less than maybe somebody else they use. And a lot of times, I think it's kind of wrong, but sometimes uh, people you're emailing will kind of give away their hand with what they've been paying other people. Uh, mm-hmm which is kind of stupid on their part, but I mean, hey, like it's there. It's like, that happens. I'm not encouraging people to go out, out and say, hey, what are you paying other people? But sometimes information yeah. slips and just kind of store that in the back of your mind. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think when you're, you know, you know, painting walls in your house, the part I hate the most, I don't mind painting. I hate the setup and the cleanup. Like if I start painting, I'm probably finishing the room I don't care if it takes 14 hours. Like I'm, I'm getting after it because I'm not, I don't want to put away all the paints, clean all the brushes and then have to reopen everything up. It, it's just the part that bothers me. The painting is great. So I think of it this way of like, you're already at a place you're, you're snapping photos and you're thinking of stuff and you're like, you're, you're already there. You're already doing it. You're already painting. You've already opened the can of like, paint. I was letting you go with it. I'm thinking, what the fuck is he talking about? Painting his walls. About? <laughs> so is everyone yeah, else. No. But no, that makes sense. No, yeah. Just keep keep going. Let's like, let's finish the room. Let's keep, you know, snapping photos. Let's keep going with it. And we have a great um, opportunity. Like you have a great, like why squander? Fill your cup, right? Yeah. Fill your cup now. with as much as you can do. Yeah. Key word, as much as you can do, because right. I've been Good here segue. on the on the seesaw of life where <laughs> <laughs> I teetered over to the other side where uh bit off a lot of things and said like, oh, I'm going to, oh, I want this clothing company at the cabin. I want this blanket company. And, and the, oh, this green tea company wants to do something. <laughs> You're like, I can wear this while doing this yeah. while doing that in this place. I'll get them all in there, one photo. <laughs> there comes a place where you come home and you load that SD card and you're like, fuck. <laughs> where like, do I start? Yeah. I don't have any tea shots. Like Seth, do you oh. have any tea shots? Like, did yeah. you do any tea? He's like, I have one. And you're like, ah, they need 10. And then you're, <laughs> then you're, then you're planning another weekend or another free time to like yeah. set up a tea gig, you know, and like, and get it going. Um, so I think, it, let me stop you. Let me stop you. Yeah. How do you get to yeah. the point where you know what your play can handle? Experience. You, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, you, you yeah. have to, you have to be in that scenario. You just described once or twice before you get it. Yep. Yep. And it, you it, have it's to. a problem and you'll, you'll feel it. You'll feel it very fast. And I am, we had the combo when we went to out West cause we had two clothing companies. We very deliberately split the time and days where we said we are shooting this and only this. And we're on these days tight. we're shooting this and only this. And it was still, we tight, still tight. And, and you had to finish up at home with a couple more shots, um, for one of mm-hmm. the companies. And, yeah, so you know it, it it just takes a little bit of planning. It takes understanding the deliverables. It takes uh, again I like the word primary and secondary. Have a primary focus. But with your secondary one also also friendly pricing. If they're paying you $1000 for 10 photos, they can get pretty upset if you hand in 5. You know, if they're giving you you know all right we'll give you we'll give you each a a sweatshirt please you know that's great that this other place is gonna that they're gonna use their marketing we'll be able to tag stuff it's wonderful if you came back with like hey we we have two really good photos they're like all right you know they're not gonna be super mad they might have a conversation but they're not gonna be like we're not paying you no like you know the friendly pricing Yeah. Yeah. Potentially, uh, the friendly price. And I'm very clear. Um, you and I are going to a cabin soon and, uh, I reached out to a clothing company and I was very clear with like, not so much deliverables, but here's the opportunity to have your stuff in the quote unquote commercial that I'm doing. And then you can use those clips as you want or tag things or whatever. That's the opportunity. I'm not promising you a feature film. I'm not promising you 20 photos of your stuff. The the concept, the idea is I'm doing this work for this company. Uh, it tends to match your, your branding. 
why instead of people wearing whatever, why don't they wear what you uh, you produce, what your company promotes, and mm-hmm. then you can have this film and be able to tag it and look at it and like it. And if you don't like it, cool, but people are still going to be seeing it and seeing your clothing. So mm-hmm. you can shape deals and talk about deals in a certain way where it helps out the primary in terms of everyone looking sharp with you know their apparel. It helps out potentially a secondary to get some free marketing and everyone's happy. And also when you, in this instance, if you were to get an apparel company for like a cabin shoot, it helps you in a sense, do your job better for in this instance, the cabin, because now everyone, that clothing company or that apparel company likely has a theme to their, their, their fashion and now everybody is congruent with one another and you don't have mm-hmm. to say, oh, maybe change that or can you wear something pl- blue or can you not maybe wear a short sleeve? Like every everything will kind of cohesively blend together. So you're actually serving the primary with the secondary in this instance. Yeah. And and it goes back to, I want people to think about whether, you know, whatever they're doing as a commercial gig, again, it's going to be available ac- across all genres. Uh, find things that are complementary to one another. Yeah. Right. Things that complement and accent each other and add to each other and then go with the two birds, one stone method without biting off more than you can chew. If you think you can do four things, you can probably do two or three. Yeah. It's better to under promise and over deliver. Absolutely. For sure. In this scenario. And I mean, good example. Go ahead. Good example of under promise over deliver. You know, our our deal with LTD was for a set amount of photos, mm-hmm. and you and I edited way more than that. And we're going to choose the best ones. And we figured, you know what? Hey, this is our first time working with them. The time's gone. We've already edited them. Let's just go above and beyond and give them them all. Mm-hmm. And that's that yeah. example of, you know. It goes back to grade school, you know, your rubric where I don't know how they do it in America, but you had level one, two, three, and four. One and two were not so good. Level three was you did what was requested of you. And level four was you went above and beyond, which would be like your A plus, A, A minus. Exemplary. And I think that, yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to do something that sets you apart from everyone else, whether that's giving a little bit more than what you said without killing yourself with workload. Mm-hmm. But you got to do something that the receiver goes, oh, wow, that was that was pretty cool of them to do. They didn't have to do that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, I think that's a good practice to agree on a sort of very reasonable amount of mm-hmm. deliverables and know or hope, sometimes things go wrong, but hope or know that you can crush that goal. You know, Yeah, treating your deliverables as your minimum. Yeah, minimum and, and give a, a teeny bit more. Don't give a ton bit more. No. A a, a bit more. It's like a a bar and high jump. Mm -hmm. That's how I like to think of it. A bar and high jump. Like you don't want to be clear as an Olympian. You don't want to be clearing that bar by millimeters or just like fractions of an inch. Like let's clear it by two inches. We're not trying to clear it by four feet. Right. You know, but we're trying to clear it by a couple inches comfortably. And you know, if something goes wrong during the jump and we only clear it by a fraction of an inch, you still passed. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. So I, th- I think those are all good thoughts. Um, so then, yeah. And then friend pricing for, or, or friendly pricing. Um, so we said doubling up, we said, if it's a company you really want to get into, and then is there a third reason where I would do that? Uh, just personally. Friend or with family. Like, yeah. Friends yeah. and family friend stuff. Family um, for sure. If it's, you know, I, with like wildlife photos, I, I take pride in them and that's my fun and extra. If if a friend is like, my neighbor just said this actually the other day. She's like, I'm, I'm redoing my nursery for my baby and it's a woodland theme and I love your owls. Like, can I, like how much for those? I'm like, here's the digital copy. Like, you know, Do you don't want. go selling right. them obviously, but like you can put it up in your wall. What an honor. What a freaking honor. I'm not going to, Gouge sure. you. And you also, know? though, guess when she sees a, a fox den, guess who she's calling? Absolutely. It all comes back. It all comes mm-hmm. back. Like, and, and I'm not vouching for going into relationships thinking about what you can get out of them because you go to any relationship, romantic, friend, business, you go there to give. 
with the intention of receiving nothing in return. That just mm-hmm. happens to be a byproduct. But the other thing too with family and friends is I like to to think of it this way. Are they coming to me for my services um, because they just know that I am a photographer and if I didn't, ex- let me, let me rephrase. If I didn't exist, would they still be going to try and find another photographer to do their project? If that's the case, you still should price yourself mm-hmm. at, at the friendly, the friendly rate. Yeah. Because when, wouldn't they rather pay someone they know and care about than go find a stranger? Like they want to support you where in your instance, they're probably, your, your neighbor's probably not going to go find a photographer, another photographer to hang a particular owl print if they mm-hmm. don't know of you. So in that sense, you'd be entirely generous. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like if they're going, if yeah. they're going to need this service, regardless of your existence, you need to charge the friendly rate appropriately. But if they're not going to pursue it, they just happen to know you. And that's the whole reason they reached out to you. Be as kind as you want. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. And sometimes the, the friend discount or the friendly rate uh, serves you as well. For example, I was at a kid's birthday party and I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> let me hide behind the camera and take photos for everyone. And I'll give you a drive, but I, <laughs> I want to hide. I want to hide behind the camera. I want to hide behind the lens. You know why? Uh, <laughs> like, uh, have you ever been to a kid's birthday party? No, other than when I was a kid. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. Screaming beautiful hyenas and party hats and pizza stains everywhere. It sounds lovely. Oh man, my kids, my kids, an angel. He really is. I was at the board of ed meeting, like I said, and he had to go. And he sat in the back. Like I can't tell you how many compliments I got from people. Like your kid was back there the whole time. Yeah called parenting (laughs) guys should try it out i guess there's this notion that kids need to run around and scream and act like wild animals in public i don't think that's true i think you're on to something i am on like that's just that's just kids being kids i think no you're teaching your kids self-restraint and there's a time and a place right you know i'm not saying you're like always telling your kid to have no fun but like there's a time and a place to be ridiculous and wild no, absolutely. And that's with like a little book and a pen and he just, he would draw on it. That's not shoving his face into an iPad. So he's, you know, a zombie for an hour while I'm presenting. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that for him and as his parent. So. Well, good for you. Good for you and Ben. A little that's share awesome. there. A little share. A lot of family talk today. Jeez. It is. Yeah. Um, we have someone we need to talk about similar to Ben, but his name is Bense. 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 We had to use the Google or YouTube pronunciation. He's today's TPM artwork. And he understood the assignment, Aaron. Yeah, he did. He left a lot of negative space. He left a lot of negative space for that logo right in the sky. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. (laughs) I'm not saying that that's the only photos that get picked. I will find a way (laughs) to fit the logo in. But it does make my job easier. Yeah, Uh, it does. Beautiful, you know, backlight of Arches National Park. You can kind of see the red Mars rock uh, Mm. protrude amongst the shadows. And then great placement. I don't know if that's him in the photo or some... No, it looks like it's someone else in the photo. I just checked the tags. But great placement of a human subject for scale. Uh, Unfortunately, the logo artwork is squared, so you can't see the full length. I encourage everyone to click the uh, his Instagram handle in the uh, episode description if they want to check out the the uh, photo we're talking about. Sorry, Apple Podcast people, but if you head to the Instagram, we're going to start rolling out the features of TPM artwork so that you can check out those people. It is coming. And good segue into follow, I'll get back to you, Bensa. Follow the Instagram page. Stuff is coming. A pe- couple people yeah. did, but just get on that. Uh, still building the reels. That's the part I'm really excited for. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. But Bensa, awesome photo. Hope we did pronounce your name right. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. Pretty confident. Do they call you Ben for short? That's the question. Ben. Ben P. Ben. What do you think of the photo? Ben P. What do you think of this photo? I love it. It brings me right back to Utah out west. You know, like uh, it it feels feels comfortable because that's what we've been looking at and editing a, a bit mm-hmm. uh, lately. I think it's I think it's very cool. And to your point, there is a lot of there's a lot of space. There's a lot of air and breath in it. There's room. You know, so sure. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his stuff. I've I've known his stuff for a while. 
didn't kill the, there's a little uh didn't completely blow out the sky either i like how you get that that hint of blue in the top i don't know if you can see that in the, when it's squared off but very good photo what else we got aaron anything no, I think that was a good, uh, interesting episode. Um, I liked it. A little, little business-minded and uh, I think some some good points, especially for those. You know, we've been getting a lot of comments lately about uh, this is a nice it's a nice listen at times because you you two are relatively you're doing you're doing decently well from a relatively new standpoint in terms of photography. We're not we're not National Geographic photographers or, you know, doing right. commercials for Nike, but we are able to kind of give advice from, I don't want to say the ground floor, but, but down there and, uh, having some success with it. So hopefully people can relate, you know, a little bit more and we really appreciate that feedback. And, uh, hopefully this episode too gave some insight in terms of how we mm -hmm. deal with businesses and, uh, hold ourselves accountable price, uh, right. all those things. So, uh, right. again, uh, always thank you to people that are listening and commenting and, mm -hmm. and giving us some uh, thoughts. That's uh, humbling to say the least. For sure. For sure. Write in, tell us what you think, tell us what can improve. We always love constructive criticism. Uh, yeah. to, to your point about this show in particular, I mean, it does me personally, it does me no good from a knowledge and learning standpoint to, I'll use the, the Mount Everest analogy here. Like if I'm wanting to climb Mount Everest, and I've never done it before. I don't want, I don't want to hear all about somebody who's climbed all the peaks of the world and all their, their accomplishments. That's not going to serve me. What I want to hear from is somebody who's halfway up Everest and what the previous steps entailed and what I can do to, to succeed. So I like getting into, you know, things that are tangible and, and working in steps. I mean, it would do no good to bring people on here and just talk about accolades all day long and career accomplishments. I mean, that's great for those people and respect to that. And it's good to share that in parts, but uh, I think it's more useful to, to dig into the process rather than the outcome. So yeah, for sure. I think that's the way I'd, I'd like to put it. So um, yeah, again, thank you to everyone who listens. Just write us in. If you ever have an, a, an idea for an episode, I think we did one last week was literally just somebody who messaged us and said, hey, this would be a good idea for an episode. So if you have something that, an idea you think we're missing, please send it in to Aaron or I. And again, if you find these episodes of value, feel free to donate any amount you feel uh, is equal to the value you receive from our episodes. You can find that PayPal donation link in the description. As always, we'll do these episodes for free. But if you have a generosity uh, bug in you, feel free to click that link. Till next time, Aaron. Hey, take care, everyone. <laughs>